Sentire Media. Hello everyone. You're listening to A History of Italy. Episode 79, The Prisoner King and the rest of Frederick II's boys. Well, last week we left off after we had mentioned a commune who could boast having captured a king. Now, I imagine that you couldn't sleep this week wondering what commune and what king I was talking about. Well, Although we had left off before the recap in 1250 with the death of Holy Roman Emperor, King of Germany, King of the Kingdom of Italy, King of the Kingdom of Sicily, and King of the Kingdom of Jerusalem, Frederick II, we need to take a step back to tell the story of his sons. Let's start with his favourite, Inso, which was a nickname that in some strange way came from Henry Heinrich. But let's not worry about that. He was Frederick's illegitimate son from a noblewoman, Adelaide of Urslingen. Enzo was a chip of the old block, strong, handsome, with long blonde hair and blue eyes, a brave and competent warrior who was adored by the ladies and adored them in return, and also adored by his father. I imagine him a bit like the Beast in the Beauty and the Beast cartoon after he changes back into a prince, but perhaps with a more intelligent look on his face. He was so much like Daddy Frederick that, if you remember his father's passion for falconry, they called him the Little Falcon. Now, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself at having missed a reference when I was talking about Frederick. Let's see if you get the reference, and if you do, then get in touch via email, Facebook, Twitter, or better, Carrier Falcon. I'll be glad to have one of those. So, we have an emperor who obviously is also king, who is an expert on birds. So, I can just imagine someone asking him, How do you know so much about falcons? And Frederick answering, You have to know these things when you're an emperor. Anyway, to make a long story short, or better, a medium story short, in 1238, while Frederick was still alive and well, he married Enzo off to Adelaide, a Sardinian widow who was also a judicessa, a judges of one of the four judgedoms of the island of Sicily. And that was where Enzo's claim to calling himself king lay. You could therefore consider it null and void by 1246 when the wife requested and obtained an annulment, citing frequent adultery. So here also we see that father and son shared hobbies. The Pope, who, as did previous popes, hated the house of Hohenstaufen, was more than glad to oblige the lady. Enzo kept on holding the title of King of Sicily, which his father had made up, until his death, but the title was born and died with Enzo, for the moment at least. Now comes the part that connects back to the whole commune business, and in particular the struggle between Modena 
and nearby Bologna, in the modern-day region of Emilia-Romagna, of which Bologna is the regional capital. Now, Bologna was against the emperor while Modena was an ally. Therefore, when Bologna threatened Modena, Frederick sent his son Enzo, by now an experienced warrior, to aid Modena, as well as another of the emperor's illegitimate sons, Richard. Now, the main way to get from Bologna to Modena was to cross the Panaro River, and the main bridge over said river was guarded by the Modenese, by Templar knights, would you believe? Anyway, rather than engage a battle over a guarded bridge, which is never really a great idea, the Bolognese started to build a bridge in another position. Inso found out about this, and being a proactive kind of guy, he went to attack the engineers building the bridge. At this point, the rest of the Bolognese troops crossed the river with their foot soldiers and attacked Inso's troops on the flanks. Now, the only thing he could do was to order a retreat. Things in the retreat got a bit messy, and rather than head back to the safety of the walls of Modena, Inso stayed behind with some knights to guard the retreat. The Bolognese overcame them and didn't pass up such a golden opportunity, and they soon held King Enzo captive. As soon as his father Frederick heard of this, rather than try the diplomatic route, he sent heavy threats to the city. They were not moved, and two years later, the emperor died. Enzo stayed in Bologna until his death around 24 years later. He was held in regard and comfort, allowed to receive visitors and have female company, but still a prisoner, in the building that today bears his name, Palazzo di Re Enzo. From there, he saw the downfall of the House of Hohenstaufen and all of his half-brothers. Now, apart from a bit of poetry he left us, from which the famous line was taken, Tempo viene, chi sale? Kishende, time comes, those who rise and those who fall. That is all there is to say from a historical point of view. He died on the 14th of March, 1272, and was buried with honours at the expense of the Commune of Bologna. However, here we have a medium-sized commune with a king as prisoner. Surely, they weren't going to settle for a spot of boring, true history. And indeed, they didn't. The first of the many legends regarded Enzo's attempt to bribe his way out by promising enough silver to surround the walls of the city, which would have been around 7 kilometres or 4.3 miles of silver at the time. Then, there were various legends about his attempts to escape. One of these was that a big, burly man showed up with a barrel of wine to be delivered to Insel's quarters. Upon entering those quarters, he emptied out all of the wine and Insel climbed into the barrel and they made their way out of the palace. It seems that only a guard or perhaps a young maid outside of the palace, seeing a lock of his golden hair sticking out of the barrel, managed to thwart the escape. So, that is one reason one might not want to have long hair. 
You could use that with your son if you don't want him to grow his hair long. Well, go ahead. But if you ever need to escape prison in a wine barrel and get caught because of your long hair, don't come crying to me. Another legend would have the imprisonment of Enzo as the start in Bologna of the rivalry between the Guelphs, headed by the Germay family, and the Ghibellines, headed by the Lambertazzi family, with the latter complaining about the way the prisoner was treated. Although it is very likely that he was treated with respect and kept comfortable, there is another legend that he was forced into a suspended golden cage every night. The last of the legends we'll mention is a pretty good origin story for one of the later dominant families of the city of Bologna, the Bentivoglio family. It seems that a young woman, Lucia da Viadagola, was one of those allowed in the palace and into the presence of the king to sell the farm produce she brought from the country. One thing seems to have led to another, and the woman became pregnant with the child of King Enzo. The name of the family, Bentivoglio, which more or less means I love you, was supposed to have come from the words the king whispered to his young lover. In modern Italian, ti voglio bene, in literal terms I want you well, means I love you but more in a family and friends sort of way. If we're talking about romantic love or the feeling I have for a good whiskey, you would say ti amo. When it came to balancing things out, the Bentivoglio family evidently felt that the origin from a king and son of a Holy Roman Emperor must have outweighed having an illegitimate origin. Over the years, there have been paintings, incisions, icons and even festivals dedicated to the prisoner king. He also showed up in literature. One example, which is quite amusing, is that of the mock epic poem Stolen Bucket, La Secchia Rapita, by Alessandro Tassoni. Incidentally, Via Tassoni, named after the poet, is the street where one of my favourite pubs is. Anyway, Tassoni, who wrote in 1614, puts together two battles, for Salta, which is the one we spoke about and was won by Bologna in 1148, and the Battle of Zappolino in 1325, 77 years later. In the latter battle, Modena won and actually chased the Bolognese within their city walls, and as a battle trophy, they brought back, wait for it, a bucket from a well. Really, to this day you can visit the town council of Modena and you can see the bucket in question. At this point, Tassoni, in his poem, has the Bolognese showing up outside the walls of Monona to demand their bucket back, and Enzo being captured after fighting like a tiger. In later years, King Enzo showed up in the likes of great Italian writers such as Giosuè Carducci and Giovanni Pascoli, and in the 1970s, Playwright Roberto Roversi gave our boy his own play with his Enzo Re. Finally, composer Ottorino Respighi gave Enzo his own opera, and it seems that even Richard Wagner had 
an unpublished König Enzio in one of his drawers somewhere. Whatever the legends may have said and whatever the truth may have been, the bottom line was that at the time of Frederick II's death, Enzio was out of the inheritance picture. The main successors to Frederick II on the legitimate side were Conrad, who was 23 at the time of his father's death, and another Henry, who was 12. Among the other illegitimate children was one Manfredi, son of the emperor and perhaps the emperor's greatest love, the Piedmontese noblewoman Bianca Lancia. Now the idea was that Conrad was the first in line to inherit the empire and Henry would be the king of the kingdom of Sicily with Manfredi meanwhile as a sort of regent waiting for the young lad to come of age. Manfredi himself would have eventually inherited the empire if both Conrad and Henry had died without heirs. Of course Manfredi himself would have inherited certain lands that were actually his. Now all of this was obviously theoretical. First of all, you had to actually get control of things on the ground. In this sense, we mustn't underestimate the importance of the Council of Lyon in 1245, in which Pope Innocent IV had actually deposed Frederick. This meant that if anyone, German noble, northern Italian city, southern Italian city, and so on, needed an excuse to rebel against imperial authority... Here it was, and supposedly from God himself. That's exactly what happened. The German nobility rebelled, as usual. The northern communes kept on with their side-switching, with many heading to the Pope's camp, and in Sicily there was even an attempt at something similar to a league. Add to all of this the fact that the papacy was now bent on eradicating the Hohenstaufen from the face of the earth, and you get a pretty complicated situation for Frederick's boys. First of all, however, they would have to A. Stay alive, and B. Get along with each other. And, as we'll see next time, that wasn't going to be easy for them. Thanks very much to everyone for listening. Thanks in particular to my Patreon supporters, to the Matilde di Canossa and Giuseppe Mazzini-level supporters, Aaron W., Benjamin, Deborah S., Eric R., Lorenzo, Maddie, Mattia, Paul, Scott, Thomas and Y.R., and to the Marguerite Hack and Galileo Galilei level, Anthony G., Brandon S., Selene, Daniel C., Dean V., Eric W., Gordon Z., Greg, Ignazio, Caitlin, Kevin, Marxist, Leninist, Sicilian, Reactionary Venetian, Roberta D, Rodney N, Scott L, Shelby, and Stephen, and the Tippy Top Wonder Group, Maria Montessori and Dante Ligieri, Sen, Paolo, Lisa K, JW, and Andrew M. Remember everyone that there's a competition out, so send in your favourite quote from A History of Italy, or a quote you think should be in A History of Italy, and we'll get that on some merchandise and send it out to the winners and to the Maria Montessori and Dante Alighieri level supporters. Remember, you can get in touch. 
hello at ahistoryofitaly.com. Also, you can get in touch via Twitter, A History of Italy, and on our Facebook page. And you can find all of those on the website, www.ahistoryofitaly.com, where you also find our support page, where you can support via PayPal, or become a Patreon supporter and have access to extra content. Thanks very much to everyone for listening, and until next time, arrivederci. Have you heard there's a king being held in the new palace? Really? Which king? Yeah, really, I think they said he's the king of sardines. Don't be silly. That's probably just a nickname. He's probably a king of the fish in general. Look, here comes one of the men of the commune. He'll know. Morning, sir. Good morning, good citizens. Is it true you have a king of sardines in the palace? You mean king of Sardinia? Well, yes, but he's not really a true king. I heard they call him the little falcon because he can transform into a frog. Well, that would be silly. If he were to transform into anything, I suppose he would transform into a falcon. Aha! So he does transform. Is he a wizard as well uh, as the king of fish? No, no, good people. He... I heard he got a girl pregnant. How could he? He's been locked up. He got my uncle pregnant. Your uncle? Well, he got better. He's not pregnant anymore. Ah! The falcon frogfish king must have eaten your uncle's baby. Really now? That's horrible. I heard that he's really the great turnip in human form. Now, let's not start that again, please. I heard he eats rocks and farts fire. Now, that's just silly. I heard that as well as falcon and frog, he can turn into a fly. Now, really, if he could turn into a fly, he would just fly out and go back home. He's escaped? You mean a baby-eating... Fire farting, falcon frog, fish fly king is loose in the city. We're all going to die! Who will think of our children? Ah! Ah! Oh dear, I wish the enlightenment would come soon. Sentire Media Hey podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. 
and we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.